listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. What's up, Denver? Chris Lopez here. Welcome back to another Drinks and Deep Dive. Today, I got Chelsea Scott in the studio, and we're going to be going over a really interesting factoid with some big trends at institutional buyers here in Colorado and the national level, and then go through just a really core cool portfolio analysis that she met with a client a couple of weeks ago and going from four properties to eight properties, basically double the units. And we'll see what that does to the returns uh, and how leverage comes into play. So Chelsea, good to have you in the studio. Hey, great. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I think most people know you, but if they don't, yeah. you are chief investment officer. You do the portfolio analysis. We got lots of really cool stuff coming out in the next few weeks as uh, yeah. portfolio analysis kind of takes a, a big leap in growth here. So we'll talk more about that. But I mean, your passion, your expertise is looking at people's portfolios, mm-hmm. collecting the data, putting it together making some uh, you know, notes out there, running scenarios, combining the clients, goals and timelines and saying, hey, here are some options. Yep. So that is a great ability. Um, and that's what we'll talk about in a few minutes. Awesome. So the factoid. Yeah. So um, we have talked about, you know, what what trends are out there? What are things that you're following? What are things that um, you know, I'm interested in? And I'm personally following this trend of institutional investors coming in and buying up single family homes single family homes, condos, individual units. Um, It's a trend that started during the financial crisis. And it's something that came out of this, you know, 4.7 million homes were in foreclosure. And all of these investors came in and for 30 to 50% off of the actual purchase price, they went in and just started buying single family homes. At that time, it was a new concept, you know, large apartment buildings, multifamily, those were the trend for investors in REITs or at the institutional level. Yeah, so, but they never did it at the like. No, not a, single not on a single door. Level. I mean, it wasn't yeah. you know it wasn't worth their time, right? I mean, these were smaller fish for them. Um, so this is a whole new concept, and it's kind of morphed since then, and it's created some of the supply demand issues that we're seeing in the marketplace right now. So just to kind of illuminate a little bit of the history. Um, Around 2016, 95% of the Fannie and Freddie loans were sold off to Wall Street investors. And some really creative financing came in and some of the really big players like Strategic Acquisitions and Blackstone started buying up these single family homes in mass quantity, sometimes 200,000 homes at a time. And so that trend really has just gained momentum and it's really just continued to go on, especially in the more bullish kind of real estate investment market that we're in at the moment. And so buyers are asking like, why is it that I'm go to buy a house and within 24 hours, there's five cash offers on the table. Where's all this cash coming from? Because they may not necessarily be in that position and they don't really understand where that position is coming from. And so that was kind of what I wanted to illuminate is that a lot of times you're up against institutional investors. Um, personally, that happened to me back in May of this year when I went to close on a property and in the during the bidding period, within 24 hours, there are around 15 other offers, of which some were auto-generated contracts from large institutional investors. Um, so it is something that you're up against. One other thing. Let well, me sorry. Yeah. What, have you been able to extract an idea? Because I've never um, been able to figure out. Like you know, it's hard to tell all the other offers across the table. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any percentages for what percent of homes close to institutional investors, or what percent of offers come from them? You know, because I, I I've never find that data. Yeah, I haven't, and okay. it's something. You know what? I say on the next drinks and deep dives that I come back with that answer. So All right. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do some research and okay. I'll, I'll let you know. Because I find that I fascinating because there's, yeah, there's, 
There, there was a really interesting fact that I did find during researching it this time, though, and that's that there was this also a trend that was created where leases were going from like a four page standard lease that you may give to one of your own you know, tenants to this like 40 page lease that included responsibility being transferred from the landlord to the tenant things like mold remediation and CO2 detectors and landscaping. And I wanted to point that out because that's something for some of our investors to think about could be an advantage for them. If somebody's going to rent from a property that's owned by an institutional investor, they might want to check their lease <laughs> because they may find that they're actually on the hook for a lot more than if you're you know, a small landlord and you own a, a few doors or a handful of doors and you're giving a standard lease and you're taking on the responsibility as a landlord for the property as you normally would, you might want to see if you are near an institutionally invested owned home that's renting, you know, you may have a leg up. So. Yeah, that's interesting on the leases. But did you say CO2 detectors in there? I did. I I did. W- I'm curious, like, I, I gotta be inside. I don't think in Colorado you're I was to gonna say, state laws are a little bit different. Okay, so so that's, regulation just a nas- that's just here, a national... It was just, it was just a factoid on what some of the leases yeah. are actually... Wow. ...are, are including it within, you know, within a lease. And yeah. this is a national article that was pulled from the New York Times. Gotcha. And so it is something to consider state by state, because in the state of Colorado, you're right, you as a landlord are responsible yeah. to provide CO2 detectors. So it's a really great point. Yeah. So... Great factoid, and uh, let's jump in our deep dive. Great. All right, now we can jump in our deep dive. Okay, Chelsea. sounds good. Um, yep. uh, but I what, had a time for a drink. Well, we're working on our, that, well, that was the whole reason we started we doing go. transitions <laughs> was to allow for catching a breath. So um, I set this up. People know you take clients' information, plug into a really cool spreadsheet you built, and help start running scenarios. Yeah. So set the stage for this one. Okay, so this is a client that currently has four doors. And this client is looking at doing a cash out refi for one and a 1031 on the other. And that's mainly because they currently have around 1.24 million in equity in these properties. And so this portfolio was started around 2012. So it's approximately 10 years. We're moving into 10 year period of hold. So the equity is really you know in a, in a, in a strong position. So somebody that may have several doors in their portfolio and they've they've had some properties for maybe five years, maybe 10, um, it might be worth an evaluation on how much equity you have and how you can do something like this where we're gonna double this portfolio. So I just wanna point out here, if you look at the column that's mostly in blue, you look at the the currently right now, this this client has 2.16 million of, of valuation in their property. They have 1.2 Three six million in equity in the property, and they're cash flowing at around forty thousand dollars per year. Okay, me because I that awesome. you threw out a lot of numbers there. I did. So I did. this is across the four properties. Correct. This client had they started acquiring in twenty twelve, and has built up over the last handful of years. Yeah. Um, or since then, bought all for about one point six million. Okay. Now total value of about what two point two million. Correct. Um, cash flow with about forty thousand. Yep. Uh, with a couple of the properties paid off a couple of balances, right? Correct. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay, great. So so a great portfolio mm-hmm. with some options. With some options. And in this portfolio, we're looking at two condo slash townhomes. So the first one's a townhome and a condo. And the second two properties are half duplexes. So currently this client owns the half, half duplex on Wolf Street and a half duplex on Alden Street. Okay, and that's gonna matter in a minute when we go into the pro forma scenario, which is where I basically build a roadmap to show them how to double their portfolio using some information that the client provided me, as well as using some properties that we have sold here at Envision Advisors in the past 
call it eight months, basically within 2021. Okay. And so I don't know if you're gonna, if you're about to cover this, let me know. But why is one a cash rate refine, one's a sell, and ten thirty one a trade up? Okay, so the ten thirty one is a property that this client just doesn't want to deal with anymore. It's so just, it's the headache. It's the headache issue. Okay. He's had property management issues. Um, the HOA is a little higher than he wanted, oh, yeah. and so it's not something he really wants anymore. Um, so he's decided he just wants to sell it. The cash out refi is because it's a property that he likes. It's cash flowing extraordinarily well because it's paid off at the moment at $25,000 per year. So because of that, he wants to keep that property. That's done really well. So it's just, that's where it comes off the spreadsheet, as we say. These choices are more personal decisions as to, you know, your experiences with the properties and what works for you in addition to just the numbers. And that's a great point to, to highlight is just, yeah. you have to, hey, off there's the there's often the, the headache property yep. or the ones like, man, this is just for whatever reason, yep. it's always the Not lagger in the portfolio. A hundred percent. Yep. And also this property that, you know, he wants to, is closer to downtown and it took a big dip during COVID and it's back on the rise. Mm. And so he wants to capture it while it's, you know, it, people are yep. coming back to this location. Yeah, the so, uh, I think the the discount down there is coming to an end. Yes, I agreed, agreed, especially with our immigration. All right, so four properties. Mm-hmm. You ran it. Some numbers. Well, where do we? Where do I click next? Okay, so if you go to the multi investment pro, pro forma tab, now just to to try to simplify kind of what you're seeing, the first column you're looking at it's called actual four unit. That's just a literal carbon copy from the one you just looked at. I'm just showing you what he currently has right now. So back to that 1.24 million in equity, 40,000 in cash flow, about 2.2 million dollars in valuation. That's exactly where we are now. The column next to it, which we'll get to, we're not going to review yet, but we're going to get to that, is what the portfolio will look like after we get to the completing in eight doors. Okay. So doubling the portfolio from four to eight. And then the column next to that is literally the difference. Like how much should we bump up in purchase price? How much should we bump up in valuation, in cash flow, NOI, and equity? And Great. so that's going to show you the results. So, so let's, we'll uh, yeah. cover that back up with the curtain. Okay. Let's um, do that. <laughs> and my question here before you dive into it, um, why eight properties? Was that numbers driven based off of just equity and leverage or is that uh, a, a goal from the client? Great question. It's a goal from the client. He literally wants to double the number of doors. And he has, and, it, and it's something I, it's it's a, a kind of a detail in here. So he has a great property management company that he works with where he pays a flat $109 per property for the management. And so he just wants eight doors that are managed by the same property management company. And he feels that's all that he wants to acquire at this point in his life. He doesn't, he has- Did he um, call that PM company great? He did actually. Oh, he, he called said, out something else to me. Oh, he did. <laughs> yes, he didn't like, like them. Maybe it was for the one he wants to sell. Maybe it's for the one he wants yeah, to sell. Yeah, I think for that okay. one, I knew the company. I was like, yeah, hi. Okay, you've had trouble with them. Okay, yeah. so maybe that's going to be a change. But his feeling was, I just want to take my portfolio and to exit. Basically, yeah, yeah. He wanted to increase where he was, and I think you know. There, there are a couple other reasons we're going to get into as to why that's the case. But in my opinion, that's a good next step. I mean, if you're comfortable, you know you have enough equity in there and you just want to double what you have yep. and then start to walk that path before you triple, quadruple, you know, like I think that's a good second step. You, you've been able to handle four. Now you want to go to eight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, great question. All right. So we're selling one. Mm-hmm. So it has three. So acquiring 
really five acquiring properties five. properties or five, I mean, yeah, Correct. properties or units, whatever it is. Correct. That's exactly right. So you'll see nine properties total in here because okay. you're going to need five new ones. So the ones in the yellow are current and the ones in blue are the new ones. So the first one I have is a cash out refi. Mm -hmm. This is the property he wants to keep. He likes it. It's a great winner. Correct. Um, I see the value is at about $735,000. So it's, it's a high valued property. Correct. You're doing a cash out refi. What's the equities pulling from there? So he's going to pull out 340000 And the reason for that is it's what's called what we call in our return of equity analysis, a safe cash out refi, meaning that you have $1.25 of income for every dollar of debt. So we kind of benched it at that level and said that that was, you know, that's where we were going to stay with that property. So, so three forty from cash out refi. Correct. Selling the the laggard. Yeah, the laggard is right now valued at four hundred and eighty five thousand dollars, and it's paid off. So after transaction costs and closing closing fees, um, we we are estimating around four hundred and fifty five thousand dollars walking with. Approximately. Okay, so that is some seven ninety five. Yeah, seven ninety five nine is the total underneath those two numbers. If you can see that. There. Oh yeah. Say so, okay. So yep. just so. About $800,000 for easy to spread as we're on the podcast. That's exactly right. So $800,000, is he bringing additional capital, like outside capital, or he wants to kind of just keep it with within the you portfolio? Know, so he asked me to kind of model out scenarios okay. for him. So this this is what I'm coming up with. He may say to me after looking at this, like, oh, I want to I want to put another 300000 and I want to now buy two more units. And, you know, this is, this is part of the scenario planning and part of the road mapping is that we are actually, you know, I'm asked to create a scenario and I'm going to use the information that I have from the client to take it to where he wants. And if they decide to tweak it after the next conversation, great, you know, we'll move into another space. Um, so one thing that this client had mentioned is he really would like to acquire the other half of the duplexes he owns, which I think is a great strategy for multiple reasons. The first reason is that why and not? Yes. Let me just say, yeah. I want to make sure I explain because half sure. duplex, so that it's someone that uh, they're two separate addresses, two separate units, Correct. two separate owners. They have a shared wall, Correct. Um, but it's owner one and owner two, and he wants to buy the other owner's owner two. portion. Yep. Correct. So it's a, it's a party wall, basically, and it's side by side. So it's not an upstairs, downstairs situation. Exactly. So um, for the Wolf Street one, for I mean, for um, not even just the Wolf Street, for either of these duplexes, I think the the reason I like this is, okay, number one, you already are familiar now with the property. You kind of know what it's going to cash flow. You know what you can pull for rents. You know how it's going to perform. Yep. You're familiar with the location. You may have visited there. And, you know, so that alone right there to me is a leg up moving in. Secondly, you may have been building a relationship with the owners and you may know that these are coming up for sale. You may be able to grab it off market. There, there are lots of other benefits to buying something. I've had that way. lots of friends, investors here. They just, you know, they, they get the same thing. They buy half and yeah. like, hey, if you're ever looking to sell this, I would love to be the first one to know. So let me. Yep. And if you're, if your neighbors, you're generally more inclined than, you know, the letter you get from investor or whatever. So if you're in that situation, become friends exactly. with your neighbors. And, and the third reason is the market that we're in. So if you're developing those relationships yeah. and you feel that you can create that kind of a, you know, a potential investment for yourself, great. So I was a big fan of this concept. So I immediately yep. modeled those in. So we had valued them when we went through the portfolio um, of the two. We valued the first one at 450 and the second one at 490. So I assumed that the, that would be the new purchase price okay. for the other half, right? So he bought the first one at 425. The second one at 485 was a very recent purchase. You can see just like a month ago. So I said, okay, well, if you're going to buy the other half, you put, you know, you'd likely pay 450. So you'd be 25,000 up on the first one and another 5,000 above the second one. So that's the, the price that I put into the model. And these are uh, two bedroom, one bathroom duplexes. Correct. 
about 800, 900 square feet, selling kind of pretty standard yes. Denver duplexes. Exactly. Yep. Very exactly right. Okay. Um, and so looking at these, um, I chose, and we'd had this conversation in our in our session, but I chose to put down 35%. And the reason is that the two current half duplexes are um, were purchased on a HELOC on an interest only. So there's a little bit of a, you know, the way that it cash flows is a little bit unique because of that. So with 35% down on these, it, it cash flowed a lot better. So the way that I, you know, kind of strategically laid out how we're going to spread out the $795,000 was to put 35% down on each of these to give them each, each a nice relatively even cash flow of about $4,000 each per year. And you're, you're saying he's buying these two new properties with a line of credit? Is the plan no, like with so the remainder? The, the the ones that he currently has okay. were purchased there and they're on interest only. So they're cash flowing in a different way. So to get the cash flow up on the new purchases, I needed to put down 35% gotcha. to lower the debt because it's it's principal and interest payments. Okay. And on these new properties, he'll he'll get a a normal, I guess a normal loan, a, yes, a, a normal, conventional like, loan conventional or a bank loan. Correct. Standard PI. Correct. Okay. And that's why the down payment will now be yep. up to 35%. Exactly right. Perfect. So then, um, so those are the first two properties. Those are the first two, and and I thought those were those were a good suggestion from the client. I liked the concept for multiple reasons that I just shared, and so therefore that those are the first two properties that are being recommended. Yes. Okay. And the next three are the three that are purchased in 2021 by our actual clients. So I pulled properties. Of course, I changed the addresses or I removed the number of the address. And I just put in properties that our actual clients have purchased that I've done a portfolio analysis session with. I have all the information captured so that it's a, these are relevant numbers in today's marketplace. And I said, okay, there's a single family home, four bed, four bath in Aurora. There's a single family home, three bed, two bath. Um, in Denver. And then there's one of the larger single family homes in Arvada that we see a lot of our house hackers get into where it's a five or a six bedroom unit. In this case, it's a six bedroom with two entrances. Okay. So this one had already been established with two entrances and the, the client that was doing this was living in the upstairs and already had been renting the downstairs. And I used super conservative numbers to estimate the rent amount for the upstairs portion of that house. Okay. So I assumed that the whole house would be rented. So I put these three properties in, and if you sorry, can, is this the purchase no, price right here? That is um, the purchase price. No, that's the current valuation, and the up top right there. Yep, that's the purchase price. So about three twenty, five twenty, five hundred five. Correct. Okay. That's exactly right. And that so, was the purchase price when our clients purchased it. Correct. And now and this is the the. The, the current value. Current valuation. Okay, so okay, so let me read these numbers again because this is that so about four twenty, six twenty, and five ten. So right. yeah, it so, captures from the market appreciation. Exactly. And you'll notice the five oh five to five ten was because that one was purchased in June of twenty. So it has only been, you know, it's only been like three months, yep. two months since it was purchased. The other ones have had eight months and obviously they've done well. And in the case yeah. of the one with four twenty four, there is some capex that was put into that house. So there was about I believe it's twenty five thousand dollars that was put into that one. So, you know, the valuation had increased um, there. So, okay. Are we good on these? Yes. Okay, perfect. So now we have five properties that we've identified. And if you notice in the green, so I mentioned the 35%, that is the cumulative amount of down payment that he's putting out. So in the end of the five properties, he spent 777250 
on the down payments for these properties at 25 to 35% down. And then that leaves him approximately $20,000 for just extra, for maybe reserves, maybe for um, some improvements that need to be made, maybe some turnover on tenants. So it leaves a little bit of slush there. And again, all kind of part of the strategy, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to use all of it. I also want to spread it out in a way that seems efficient. Um, and and, And he may come back and say, I don't want to put down 35%. I'm not doing that. I want to put down 25% on everything and I yeah. want to buy another unit. So it's not that that's not an option. It completely is, but that's what scenario planning is. Yep. Is you you could lay out five or 10 different ways to you know, cut this and to make this into your portfolio. But let's look at the results now um, of what this turned out, You know how it turned out. All right. So going from four properties, selling one, one. 1031, cash not refi the other. Mm-hmm. Now we're up to eight properties total. Eight doors, yep. Um, so we, oh, go ahead. The, which ones I click on? The, well, the first comment I want to make is I want to just go back to what I said earlier, which is that's very comfortable for me on a conservative side is to say, if you are in a position to buy a, a, a lot of properties, I like the 2X model. Like double what you have. You know, that's a very good way to kind of step through your investment journey. I don't think people should just rush. You know, I mean, I could probably take out a million or, you know, of his equity out of these properties, but I I wouldn't suggest that. I think it's, you're risking your refi, you're risking, you know, the management that's going to come with it. You're taking on a lot of properties at one time. So I like this 2X concept. I agree. Going this is a, a sweet spot for like a risk reward ratio. Yes, uh, completely. That's perfectly said. Thanks, Chris. Yes, that's awesome. Okay. So now let's look at, okay, the results. So the equity is not going to change a lot in the properties because we've now upped the deck quite a bit. So you're going to notice he only had about 900. And if you look at the red numbers, he only had about $923,000 of debt, but now is 2.875 in debt because the paid off properties have now been spread out to multiple conventional loans. So yep. that makes sense. So the equity actually, what I find really fascinating is we were able to almost preserve the equity, actually increase it slightly, even with all that additional debt. So he's kind of still in the same position. I think that's fascinating. Like he still has 1.29 million of equity. Like if if yesterday he needed to pull a million dollars out for emergency and he then goes and buys four more doors. And tomorrow he still has to pull out a million dollars. He still has a million dollars. So it, it's, I think that's a really great, you know, fact is that, wow, we've preserved your equity. The second part is that we have almost doubled, a little bit under doubled the cash flow of this portfolio. So we've gone from $40,000 in cash flow to $71,000 in cash flow. So it's been a really nice bump um, in that. And of course, with the NOI, that has seen a significant amount, almost three times as much. We went from $63,000 in NOI, once these are all paid off, to $182,000. This portfolio with eight properties is now well above the $10,000 per month um, You know, rule that we kind of do. We're almost at $15,000 per month once these are paid off. All right. So, I mean, this portfolio has just, to me, screamed you know, acceleration with some very realistic options in this market for purchase, the other half of the duplex, some properties we've recently sold to clients. So I like this scenario a lot. I do too. Have you presented this back to the client yet? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Um, Yeah. Because I mean, mean, it's always like, I always love like, hey, here's the first iteration. Mm -hmm. Let me uh, fire hose you digest it. What are your thoughts? And let's, let's pull a few other levers. But I mean, like, this is how, is this exactly how it goes? No, it won't. But it's like the best next step. They're saying, hey, here's some options. Here's based on everything we know so far. Here's what we think is like the best first option. And I mean, gosh, those numbers are amazing with just, you know, almost doubling the cash flow, tripling the NOI, 
Um, keeping the so equity. Keeping the equity. Where and it so is. So keeping a, a overall safe, you know, portfolio loan to value ratio. Yeah. But incorporating some more leverage because leverage is how you get these two or three there. or even four times returns. And this is part of the benefit of portfolio analysis as well, Chris, is that we we literally you can take the spreadsheet to your broker, to your underwriter, you know, to all your people that are involved in this process. And it's really nicely laid out for you. And, and it gives them at least a starting point to say like, okay, we're going to, we're going to aim for this, right? Yep. This is what, this is where we're headed. Yeah. So talking about anything else on a spreadsheet, anything else we want to uh, talk mm-hmm. about? We can talk about the property managers, but I don't think that that was yeah. that that went well. But no, I mean, there's actually some... no. I I was thinking about after me the comment. I think it was more my comment about the property about managers. Yeah, how so they I were. Was, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, how do you like them? Yeah. I've heard different things, so I I, I want to set the record straight there because I, I think I might be misremembering. No, it's okay. And now I think is is more the re- eyes ahead. Like, uh, how's it going? Because we've got clients move away. Okay, that's how it was. Well, I think the reason that I wanted to bring that up is that I like that fixed number. So yes. just knowing that you can pull, like if you're going to double your portfolio and you can find a, por- a property manager that you like and that you're happy with, that will give you a fixed rate on that is, I think that's that's also great. It really streamlines this portfolio for me because I don't, I'm not working off of a percentage. I'm working off of just a flat number. Mm-hmm. And so that actually really helps on the cash flow side if you're going to have all your properties managed. Oh yeah. So otherwise, no, I mean, I, I again, um, I, I just think it's really nice and clean and, and, and pretty because it, it works on many fronts. Pretty much all the numbers work. So Chelsea, this is great as usual. I mean, just, you know, I'm sure the client loved it. I always love, you know, peeling back, you know, a portfolio and kind of getting your perspective insight. Yeah. Um, hopefully the listeners and viewers did out there as well. If you guys have questions, you know, uh, leave in the comments, reach out. If you guys want to have your your portfolio analyzed, reach out to Chelsea. You can email us or go to the website. I'll be in the show notes as well. Um, and, you know, we have lots of really cool stuff just in the pipeline to improve the whole portfolio analysis. Um, really, you know, starting to incorporate some more software in there. Got a lot of new features and things we roll out. So over the next couple of months, you'll start seeing some, uh, a lot of really cool updates that we work on behind the scenes that I'm completely excited about. Yeah. And uh, we're in the very close stages to be able to start doing some uh, show and share on the podcast. I know. I can't wait. I know. I can't wait. Um, and I'll get back to you on that fact on institutional investors and the percentage of houses out there that are actually owned by them. All right. I so would we'll, love to we'll, hear. We'll better drink too that. if you can find the stat or not. <laughs> See, yeah, that sounds good. Awesome. Well, Chelsea, thank you as usual. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Really Thanks, everyone. It.